Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico, now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire, for Thursday, February 24th. I'm going to start the pod today before we get to a great interview. I don't know if it was great as Ian O'Connor on Coach K's book, but it's a good interview. I think you guys will really like it. If you like the NBA, you're going to love it. I'm going to start today's pod, and I'm not going to go long on this, but I feel like it's a topic that kind of has to be touched on, and I don't like to. What's the saying to not poop where you eat. Um, I think it goes something like that. But the big sports news on Wednesday that emerged was a report that Troy Aikman, former Cowboys quarterback, three-time Super Bowl winner, Hall of Famer, Troy Aikman. He's been calling games with Joe Buck on Fox forever. Great announcer. A couple reports claim he's on his way to ESPN and they're going to give him Tony Romo money to call games at ESPN. And initially, my, my reaction was like, wow, I've, hey, man, if you can get that money, go get that paper, Troy. Get that Tony Romo money. That's incredible. 
And then someone said to me, like, Jay, there's no way he's leaving Fox. He's been talking about going to Amazon. And now there's this ESPN stuff. And Fox has a Super Bowl next year in Arizona. Why would he leave? And that made sense to me. I'm like, I, I enjoy it at Fox. I, I personally, I should say, I don't know Aikman. Um, personally, I, I've never spoken to him. But he's a great announcer. And he's been at Fox forever. Him and Buck are, is there a better tandem? Out there, like Nance and Romo's new, they've only they've only been at it a couple of years. They they're good. NBC's Collinsworth and um, oh my gosh, is it Michaels? Yeah, Al Michaels and Collinsworth are very good. I I, I prefer Aikman to Collinsworth. That that's probably just me. Um, and then ESPN's booth will get shaken up. Whatever it is right now, Greasy and a couple other dudes. But it sounds like Aikman's, Aikman's headed there, and I don't know. It's just. Listen, man. Hey, eighteen million a year, and then now you got to factor. Well, who does Fox replace him with if he goes? What about Sean McVay? Where does he go if he leaves the Rams? I mean, there's just so many dominoes to fall. And listen, as a guy who used to write about the media, I don't know how many of you guys. You know, a lot of you guys know me from FS1. A lot of you know me from going on Cowherd Show. A lot of you guys know me from writing for FoxSports.com. A lot of you guys know me from my former Saturday radio show. But I I wonder at this stage how many of you knew me from the big league because when I started that website back in 2006, I was there until I think 2017 or 18, one of those. You know, I I wrote about the media extensively on the come up. That was like my ticket to getting people to pay attention to the site. I had a, I broke a bunch of media stories and people love right talking about announcers. There there is just this affinity with announcers. I, I will say, I am curious where you guys are on this, and, I, and I'll get to our interview here in a second. But we're in an era for the NFL where red zone dominates Sundays. And you've got Thursday night football, you've got Sunday night football, Monday night football. For me, being on the West Coast, it, it, the viewing habits have changed. My kids are awake for almost... All of TNF, SNF, and MNF. So we're juggling dinner. You know, remember, the games start late on the West Coast. I'm sorry, (laughs) the games start early on the West Coast and end early as well. So Monday Night Football kicks off at like 5 o'clock. Often, I'm not there for the first quarter. I'm not seeing the the early moments of... MNF. Sunday night football, usually, you know, it's an exhaustive day. I'll have the game on, but not totally locked in because, you know, at some point, nine hours straight of football is tough to continue when you got a family and you're preparing for the next day. And Thursday night football, you know, it's Thursday night's like a big go out night. You know, you're, you're maybe out with some buddies, you're watching the game, but it's on mute. And I just, I wonder if our announcing habits have changed the way we watch football because, frankly, I've got a lot of games on mute. I do. And Red Zone's the one I don't have on mute because you need to know for gambling and in-game purposes and, of course, fantasy. And then just watching, uh, you have Red Zone on while the other games are on mute on TV, too. At least that's how I have it. I do know Buck and Aikman because they usually get the best afternoon game every week. Or Romo and Nance get it over on CBS. But more often than not, I'm muted. Like, I, I don't, you know, 20 million a year for an announcer is, is, to me, insane. But when you find out how much they're paying for the games, it's like, oh, it's a drop in the bucket. That being said, is anyone not watching games for certain announcers and then definitely watching games 
for certain announcers. I, I just I, I wonder where we are with that. And selfishly, you know, yeah, I'd love it if I was experimented with and they threw me onto a game and I was, you know, either doing play-by-play or analysis of an NFL game. That's like, I mean, everybody who watches football, plays backyard football, any level of football ever, you'd love to call it an NFL game. I just wonder, would people change the channel for certain people calling games? Like, no, you're watching the game. And if you mute it, who cares? <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. I just wonder if announcing habits have changed when it comes to the NFL. I know people can't stand like Reggie Miller. I personally like Chris Webber. I loved Marv Albert in the NBA. Uh, I think, as we talked about with Ian O'Connor this week, college basketball feels like a big game when it had Billy Packer and Nance on the call. And Golf is that way with announcers. I, I just wonder if it's changed a little in the NFL. Frankly, I'll be honest, Super Bowl, you know, I don't remember hearing the announcers at all. But then again, you're at a Super Bowl gathering with a bunch of people and the commercials are memorable, not to me. And like all I remember from the announcing team was they didn't show a lot of replays of where Cooper Cup was for the first like or for the second and third quarter because he was invisible. And that's all I remember from the announcing. I don't you don't remember a ton of great calls now. Now you go you throw back and, you know, you remember some of these iconic calls, um, college football, NFL. I, I, I mean, I know the announcers are getting paid. I just wonder. I'm curious to hear from you guys. Hit me up on social and let me know. But without further ado, let's get to today's guest. He was on NBA TV for a while. He does a podcast with Antonio Daniels. His name is Rick Kamla, NBA guy through and through. Right, so we're we're online to do a twenty minute interview, twenty twenty five. That's what you we usually hold for, and he brings up two huge haymakers that just I don't want to say my head exploded, but I was like, whoa, I had not thought of that. And we just keep going for like another twenty minutes. It's really interesting stuff. A lot of it is centered, at least the second half is centered around LeBron and would the Lakers trade him? I it sounded like insanity when he said it. And then some of it kind of made sense, but again, it's tough to stomach. But I think you guys will love this. Rick Kamla, check it out. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. Let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy who knows the NBA about as well as anybody. He's been uh, covering the league forever. NBA TV does a podcast with former point guard Antonio Daniels. Rick Kamla. Rick, how are you, man? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm excellent. Uh, fired up for the second half of the NBA season. Uh, I got a lot of questions because uh, the big news, obviously, the Kyrie Irving uh, mask mandate, vaccine mandate, all that stuff's out the window, it sounds like. And Kyrie Irving is going to play. Um, it's like um, in the Karate Kid where Daniel LaRusso is going to fight. Uh, Kyrie Irving's going to play. Rick, does that, does this change any of your thoughts on the Eastern Conference? Uh, Kyrie Irving pretty soon going to be playing all the time with the with the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, it, it big time does because, um, I mean, it, it puts them over the top, to be honest with you. Uh, I've maintained uh, ever since that kind of came out that the Nets were going to welcome him back as a part-time player. Uh, you know, clearly with none of Kyrie, you had no shot. But with um, half of Kyrie, you had a better shot, but you still didn't have, uh, it, to me, um, the ability to beat the Milwaukee Bucks uh, in a seven-game series. 
now it's different. Now, if you're going to have Kyrie um, in both game in, in uh, you know home and road, uh, you now have a big three to go up against Milwaukee's big three of Giannis and Middleton and Holiday. You have the best player on the planet in Kevin Durant. Um, assuming at that point you will have Ben Simmons up and running, so you'll have arguably the best defensive player and one of the most versatile players, if not a flawed player, um, on your side. And Kyrie Irving is one of the best one-on-one players, one of the best shot makers in league history. Um, and you whoa, now whoa, have league history, league history, league history. Um, oh, I, I believe he's, okay. he's that profound in that area. Um, Andre Drummond, one of the top rebounders in league history, Seth Curry, one of the top three point shooters in league history, Patty Mills, one of the best role players of the last generation. So, you know, won a championship in San Antonio. So a lot of the pieces are in place, uh, for Brooklyn right now, all they needed was, um, New York to change that stupid rule. Where, uh, I mean, it was it was idiotic that, and, and I can't believe it took this long to fix, that road unvaccinated players can play in New York, but home yeah. unvaccinated players can't play in New York. It's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. I've been complaining right. about this since October, um, and, and finally they fixed it. I'm not saying that they need to repeal all of their vaccine mandates and everybody needs to wear a mask. I, I, don't, I'm not, I, don't, I don't care. I don't know. I don't want to talk about that. What I know is that it is a complete contradiction to say that road unvaxxed players can play and home unvaxxed players cannot. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank God they fixed it. And uh, it is huge news for the Nets. I do think they're going to the NBA Finals now. Yeah, I, I would agree. Now, you mentioned the Milwaukee Bucks a couple times, and this has not been one of my more popular takes. But, Rick, let's be realistic, okay? Uh, Kyrie Irving gets hurt with the Nets up 2 nothing on the on the Bucks last year. Uh, James Harden, not 100%. Kevin Durant's toe on the line. I know everybody gets lucky, but let's be realistic. Milwaukee was dead in the water in that series. Then they have to face the Hawks. Uh, not not even a top seed, the Hawks uh, in the conference finals. Trey Young, I think, missed a game. And then in the in the NBA finals, they don't have to face LeBron. They don't have to face Kawhi. You know, they get the Suns, who were good. But I'm not comparing it to the Toronto Raptors title a few years ago, which is the luckiest title in NBA history. But I just wonder... <laughs> If we're overvaluing the Bucs a little, I know they're a great regular season team, but this is still not an amazing Bucks team. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, am I going overboard here? Um, I, Look, you're making good points. I think it is an amazing Bucks team. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Giannis, to me, is the most dominant player in the NBA right now. Not the best. Not the best shooter that's Steph. Not the best player that's Durant. But the most dominant guy. I believe he's more dominant than Embiid uh, and more dominant than Jokic. And, and in large part, because you want to ring through his dominance. Uh, Embiid hasn't made it to the conference finals. Jokic has made it to the conference finals and then got beat. Um, Giannis is, he's a force of nature. And, and I, you know, you know all the, you know, his, his size and weight and you watch Giannis. So, but it's just, it's what he's done on big stages um, and, and these eruption games. Like Giannis will go for 40 points, 17 rebounds, seven assists, three blocks, three steals. And that's, that's a large game for him. Um, but it's like, okay, that's that's what he does. It's like a better game than what he does, but it's not, oh, my God, can you believe what Giannis did? Um, like, are we really that shocked that Steph had 50 and 16 threes in an all-star game? No. I mean, it was – we saw an act of God, but, I mean, he's capable of it. Um, Chris Middleton's one of the best two-way players in the game. Uh, clutch as hell. Made a ton of big shots for them um, to, to win the finals last year. Drew Holiday, one of the best two-way players in the game. He's clutch as hell. Um, and they've got great role players there as well. So I, I am bullish on the Bucks. I really like how they've got that team constructed. But when you're talking about the Nets and, and Kevin Durant, because if 
if, if James Harden weren't half a guy last year, and if and if Kyrie Irving um, hadn't come down on the foot of Giannis Antetokounmpo, I believe the Nets win that series. Um, and so the Bucks did get lucky. Uh, but as you know, you've got to get lucky to win championships, okay? Think about the Rams. If Chukwiski Tart does not drop that pass early in the fourth quarter against San Fran, they're in the Super Bowl. And, uh, and, and it, it goes a different way. Probably Cincinnati uh, it just had a parade instead of the Rams. So you got to have luck. The, the Bucks had luck. And, uh, and we'll see who, who, uh, who, who gets the benefit of the luck this year. But it's going to be very important as always. I know everybody loves the stars. Obviously, it's NBA star-driven league. But what about the numbers? Because if you look at some of the stats, net rating, uh, defensive and offensive efficiency, you know, the Bucks right now, according to net rating, are the fourth best team in the East. Right, Boston, the highest rated net rating because they kill t- teams. Boston's uh, point differential is ridiculous. Boston, Miami, and Cleveland currently ahead of the Bucks. Now, how much do you attribute that to like the Brook Lopez injury? Um, uh, you coming off the championship, the, the hunger not quite there. Um, but uh, the numbers don't love the Bucks the way they did last year. It's a great point about um, how they're attacking the regular season. Uh, I think that's that's the top of the heap here. Uh, the Bucks have lost, um, I don't have their schedule in front of me, but just off the top of my head, they've lost probably five games that you were like, what the hell? Do you remember that Denver game? Uh, Denver went into Milwaukee uh, and beat them by 36 points. Okay, that, I don't know, two, three weeks ago, whatever it was. Come on, man. If they're on the ascent as opposed to full after winning a goal ball, they don't lose that game by 36 points. Um, they've lost home games to inferior teams. Uh, I, 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 there was a stretch and Toronto's good, but they, they lost like two and five games to Toronto. Um, these are not teams that they're supposed to be losing to as regularly as they are. I think they're bored. I do think there's complacency. Um, I'm not going to play the injury or COVID card because you could do that with every team in the NBA outside of probably the Utah jazz. Um, although injuries, uh, you know, with Donovan Mitchell and Gobert, I've uh, started to even bite them in Phoenix. Yeah. Who's been basically immune, uh, from injury and COVID. Now they just lost Chris Paul for two yes. months. So, it's going to hit you eventually, um, and, it, and it certainly has. But, uh, yeah, man, um, I, I just I, I believe in Coach Bud uh, and what they got going there. But, again, I, I, I think the Nets are going to win the East now. Um, this is enormous news. This is NBA landscape-changing news to find out that Kyrie's going to be able to play at home and on the road. Uh, quickly, uh, to, just so the Bucks fans don't think we absolutely hate them, I guess specifically me. I, I think Giannis. More <laughs> Raptors fans. <laughs> wow, no, they already hate me. That ship has sailed. Like, I can't do anything about that. Uh, yeah, they, 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 I mean, they're a little over the top. But at any rate, um, I, I want to quickly look at MVP futures because I have bet Giannis to win the MVP, but he's only the third favorite right now. It's Embiid followed by Jokic and then Giannis. I am curious, is there a, and this is going to sound premature, a Giannis fatigue. He already has two MVPs. A third would, I think, match Larry Bird, put him above Duncan, and they won the championship. Is there almost a Giannis fatigue? And how do you approach like gambling, if you do, on the MVP when the voters are obviously the writers who love narratives, like Joel Embiid, playing out of his mind, Joel Embiid gets James Hart, you know, like that kind of thing? Right. Um Look, I, I would. I think Jokic is the MVP right now. Uh, if if I had a vote, um, he would get my vote right now. Uh, and I'll explain in just a second. But but if I had to bet on it, I would bet on Embiid because I believe that a lot of people in their brains have already put that to bed. Uh, when when you when you talk to writers, when you talk to uh, you know on air people, the people that have the votes, 
Um, it's front runner Joel Embiid, front runner Joel Embiid, front runner Joel Embiid. I mean, it's it's literally. I, I feel like we're in the Lamar Jackson Heisman year, uh, where they put that to bed like in week five. And he, yeah. and as it turns out, he was not the Heisman winner that year. It was Deshaun Watson, in my opinion. Right. Um, so going back to Jokic, Jokic is doing more with less. Um, he's done this uh, Denver eight games over five hundred, which is mind boggling. Without Murray and without Porter. Embiid has Philly 12 games over 500 with no Simmons or Harden. So that's very impressive, too. And Jokic has way better statistics than Joel Embiid. When you talk about 26, 14, and 8, give me a break. That's a godlike stat line. And the blocks and the steals and the threes and the efficiency, uh, the PER, all that kind of stuff's off the charts for Jokic. Um, But I think you mentioned voter fatigue. I think Jokic is the victim of voter fatigue right now because he won it last year. And I think people are like, no, I don't want to give it to him again. I want to go with Embiid this year and be different. Um, Giannis, I think, suffered from voter fatigue last year when he was going for the three-peat. And, and mm-hmm. look, if the Bucs can hit like a 13-game winner here and, and, and go to the top of the East and Giannis is flexing on dudes and going 40 and 15 in a lot of these games, he definitely has a chance to get back in this MVP race because um, I've got him fifth right now. I go Jokic, Embiid, Morant, DeRozan, and Giannis. So what? Giannis- Wait a minute! Wait a minute! <laughs> Giannis fifth. I, I uh, John Morant over him, Rick. John Morant has amazing stats, and his team is third best in the NBA. And if you're into narratives, they're shocking the world. Who thought Memphis would be even above the playing tournament line yep, when, yep. when we left when we left the station? Um, and then DeRozan. I mean. My God, his work in the clutch this year has been, um, it's been sublime. Um, they've missed Levine. They've missed this guy. They've missed that guy. They haven't missed a beat. They're still tied for, you know, first in the East here at the All-Star break. So, look, Jason, it's real bunched up, okay, in terms of those five guys to me. It's not like Giannis is a distant five. Do you know what I'm saying? He's so in close. it. close. Okay. He, it's close. But, but yeah, that's how I've got it stacked right now. And then, um, you know, Booker slash Paul, which will now be Booker's on the outside looking in. Curry is on the outside looking in. Luca's kind of lurking down there uh, in that second tier of MVP candidates as well. What do you have? Forty-four points in his last four games, something like that. Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a big uh, Doncic guy. I wonder uh, since you brought him up, is this the year they finally get out of the first round? Now they've had to face Kawhi and Paul George the last two years. Dallas has, by all accounts, Kawhi and Paul George will not play again this season. Although you know, stranger things have happened. Uh, is Dallas a sleeper in the West? Plus twenty-three hundred right now to win the West. By the way, you mentioned Chris Paul's injury. Memphis has never won a playoff series with this group. Lakers, we know the Anthony Davis injury. And the Draymond injury has really in, uh, hampered Golden State since he went down. Um, I'm real worried about the Draymond injury. I'm real worried about it. I'm not worried about the Paul injury. He broke his hand. He's going to have it fixed. He's going to be back in two months, and he should be good. Do you know what I'm saying? The the okay. Le, the, the Levine injury, uh, this pesky knee that keeps boiling up on him worries me. Uh, and, uh, and Draymond Green with the back injury that connects to his calf. Um, I, I've talked to some people about that. I mean, there's a significant issue going on there uh, that only rest can solve. So I'm worried about uh, those two scenarios right there. Um, in terms of Dallas, uh, I would not bet them to win it all. I would not. I, I look at that as just kind of peeing in the wind with your money. Um, now, win the West, maybe. Um, if there is a future to, for them to get out of the first round, um, you know, and depending on what the odds are on that, maybe a plus 150, plus 175. I may look into that because if Dallas can get into the four or five, they're going to be playing probably either Denver or Utah. Could I see yeah. Luca? Could I see Luca going 40, 10, and 10, you know, over two weeks in a playoff series and kind of single handedly knocking out a team? I could. 
Um, I don't like Utah's vibe right now. They're funky. Uh, they don't seem to like each other. They, they, uh, they lost Ingles. Um, I'm just not feeling them this year like I was last year. And then uh, Denver, obviously, if they can get Murray back, uh, this, there's all these reports that they're keeping hope alive that they're going to have Michael Porter Jr. back. How in the hell are you going to get him back in the same season where he got his back cut uh, and he's had his back cut multiple times? I don't, I don't believe that. I'm not buying that at all, nor do I think it's smart. Um, and, uh, and, but if they can get Murray back, and his return to me is somewhat realistic based on if he's got kind of a garden variety ACL, then we're, we're approaching a timeline where he may be able to return. So if he can come back, that makes it really um, interesting from the Denver side. But I, I do like Dallas's chances of getting out of the first round um, if they're in that four or five. Now, if they're in the six and they got to play Memphis, I don't like it. If they're in the seven, they got to, you know, if they're in that four or five, um, I would like their chances to get out. Interesting. So you're extremely bullish on Memphis. I, I am curious. Rick, this team, uh, you know, there's a young team. I mean, Desmond Bain is playing out of his mind. Um, a, a lot of these guys have never won a playoff series. Do you, I mean, do you think they're a team to fear or are they still a year away with the idea that, hey, man, everybody has to kind of walk before you can run in the NBA? Or is this like an Atlanta Hawks from last year where they just, you know, things go together, your point guard takes off and you get to the Eastern Conference Finals? You, you hit it on the head. Uh, and I also think that, being in the playoffs last year, even in a series where they did not win, is very beneficial to these guys. Uh, they're not going to be, oh, my God, the lights are so bright. They've been in the bright lights now, and they lost. And you remember they won that game one uh, when Donovan Mitchell didn't play, and that was the whole controversy with the team holding him out, and he wanted to play. And then Utah. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Utah crushed him um, from that point on. Uh, uh, but, but you hit it on the Hawks, man, because, look, it, it, it's one of the great debates that we do. How much does playoff experience matter? And, and as uh, narrists and historians and analysts and hosts, we can use that to support an argument and we can poo-poo it uh, when, that, when that flies in the face of what we want to see happen or what we think is going to happen, right? And so for Atlanta, um, and to a large degree, the Cincinnati Bengals, okay, and they didn't win at all, but I mean, who mm. thought Cincinnati was going that far, right? Yeah, uh, I, I had them. I, I picked them to beat the Raiders. I picked them to beat the Titans, but I did not pick them to beat the Chiefs. Hell, they went all the way to the Super Bowl and should have won the Super Bowl. Um, a bad pass by Burrow, a drop by Boyd, and some stupid ass coaching by Zach Taylor took the gold <laughs> ball out of their hand and sent it over um, to the LA Rams. So they were right there. But but here's the thing: at the moment of truth, the playoff inexperience reared its ugly head for the Bengals. Right? Uh, Boyd drops the ball. Uh, Burrow, who never misses like routine sideline throws, underthrew that one to the right sideline. And Zach Taylor, I mean, you know, running P run on third and one, it's one of the most god awful decisions we've ever seen. Um, you know, on that last drive that could have won the game. So going back to Memphis, what I like about them, if we're just going to overcome the playoff and experience piece, is they're super deep, they're super gritty, and they're talented. And they've got they've got athletic guys. Um, they've got rebounders. Um, you know, you've got Stephen Adams down in there, and you've got Brandon Clark, and you've got all these great role players with the Anthony Melton and Kyle Anderson. And you're going to get Dylan Brooks back, and you've got Jaron Jackson Jr., who's taking big strides this year. Uh, I thought he was uh, very much on the uh, All Star fringe in the Western Conference. So it's uh, it, it's it's a good question about playoff experience. Um, I like how hard they're attacking it. They're just in go for it mode. They're totally locked in. And uh, they got a great home environment and a great home court advantage. So, yeah, there's a lot of reasons why I like Memphis. Wow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, 
That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s, dance away with hip-hop beats, and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You made a good point about Utah. I hadn't looked in the standings. They're slowly dropping. And you're right. That's great news for my Mavs. I, I mean, they're not my team, but I, I like Luka so much uh, that you're right. I, I think they probably will beat Utah in the first round. But Maybe Denver gets uh, Murray back. And and it's funny, Rick. We've seen a couple teams. You mentioned the Bengals, the Hawks. Portland, remember a few years ago, with Dame and CJ get to the Western Conference Finals and get destroyed by KD and Curry. But you make these runs, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up the Hawks because they basically were like, oh, let's run it back. We've got a chance. And here they are, 10th in the East, with essentially the same team. So did they just catch a lucky break or five last year? And do we see other scenarios potentially playing out, like Chicago's playing out of their minds, Memphis to an extent? I, I don't, where are you on that whole 
you know, lightning in a bottle versus reality striking in for the Atlanta Hawks? Ah, wow. That's a great question. Um, That is a great question. What I think's going on with the Hawks this year is uh, they got full of themselves Mm. and they, and they, they lost their way in terms of how hard you have to work to get there and then to come back and sustain it. And I think they felt like they did something last year. Um, And they did. They went farther than any Atlanta Hawks team has ever gone. Game six of the East finals, the Atlanta version of the team has never done that. Um, So I, I feel like, you know, we talk about different layers of winning, right? Winning for a lot of teams is the gold ball or the, the season sucks. But for a team like the Hawks, um, you know, they've never won the gold ball in Atlanta. And that's as far as they've gone. So that felt like winning for them. Right. And I think they let their guard down. I think they dropped their bags and, and were comfortable. And they really haven't gotten uncomfortable. OK, because the, the Malays, they had a seven game winning streak, but then they reverted back and lost a couple of games that they shouldn't have lost. Um, yeah. They're a super talented team. I think they're a very dangerous team. But ultimately, uh, the, the this isn't their year. I, I don't I don't feel it. I, I, they're going to be in the play-in tournament. They might win a game, but I, I just don't feel it. Last year, you felt it. Once Nate took over, they started finishing games consistently. They played very, very good defense, and they had resolve. They had pushback. They had all those good intangibles that you want. They don't have any of those intangibles. They suck defensively. They suck on the road. <laughs> they're not able to finish games. And uh, they're just a talented team kind of out there running and getting cardio right now. That That's my uh, sum up of the Hawks. It's pretty much same thing with the Knicks, right? Uh, Thibodeau overachieves last year. Julius Randle, incredible. And they're like, oh, we, we've got something here. And they tr- they try to upgrade in the offseason. And now they're on the outside looking in. Like, these runs are crazy. I'm gonna, uh, We can wrap up with Portland here with the Dame Lillard situation. So they trade CJ to New Orleans. And it looks like maybe a teardown. But it's they're probably going to be in the play-in game unless you know San Antonio overtakes them. I think Dame is probably going to be the biggest name this offseason on the market. What's your gut telling you, Rick? Uh, what five months, four months before uh, Damian Lillard can either demand a trade or get shipped? What do you think happens with him? Well, first of all, uh, and uh, this may lead to another question, and, and so I'll, I, I don't know, but. Uh, uh, you saw the Windhorse report that uh, LeBron felt offended times two in the last two weeks by the LA Lakers. And so he's got an extension this summer. Uh, it, you know, uh, August 4th is the date they're putting out um, where if he picks it up, everything's cool. And if he doesn't, um, and then he's approaching a walk year where LA could lose him and, and then get nothing in return, they're going to probably want to trade him. So I think wait, tra- the- wait, trade LeBron. Yes. So I think the heat is going to be turned up on LeBron this summer as well. And I am not trying to hit you with a hot take. I am not. Wait, no, no. To- hold on. Hold on. The, the, so you're saying that LeBron, LeBron obviously would be a bigger name than Dame out there. But do you really think the Lakers would trade LeBron? Do, do I think the Lakers would trade LeBron? No. But if no. they're forced to, right? <laughs> if LeBron says, well, yes. I'm going to, I'm going to end up walking so I can play with my son. But then who would want LeBron for just one year? That's that that's the million dollar question. And I went through um, um, the, the league uh, a day ago, I believe it was, and came up with and I, I looked at it, every team in the league and um, is LeBron a viable option and, and what pieces would they have to get to L.A.? And I kind of vetted that, looked through a bunch of stuff. Um, look, the bottom line is with LeBron. If you are going to trade for him, you are getting one to two years of MVP level LeBron, and that's it. And I feel like I'm even being generous in saying that because (laughs) historically, you talk about the Dirks, the Reggies, the Paul Pierce's, the Michael Jordans, all Kareem, all the guys that played 
38, 39, 40, 41. Every single one of them, their age 39 season, their numbers fell off the table. Um, and then you get to 40 and 41 and all that, and it gets even worse. Yeah. So, look, LeBron has defied father time uh, like pretty much nobody other than Brady at this point. But um, but when you think about the trajectory he's going to be in his year, uh, his age 38 season next year, okay, cool. I think he's still going to be a badass and a superhero on planet Earth. That age 39 season, I'm very worried about. Yeah. And, he's currently, and he's currently not under contract for that season. Um, he has one more year with the Lakers, and then that's it. He's he's free. So um, so I don't. It, it's a possibility. Look, Windhorse put the intel out. He's upset with the Lakers, and so a lot of us are taking that and, and running with it. But this is a disaster. He is in pursuit of the goat in another ring to get that much closer to him, and it does not look like they're going to win a ring with this rust construction this year or next. And so the, the clock is ticking. So LeBron may be like, I get out of here. I got to go where I got a better chance to win a ring. Um, back to Dame quickly. Well, wait, wait, wait. Now you got me down this LeBron rabbit hole. And my mind is, well, let's get to Dame in a sec. But I, let me, so we had Eddie House on, former Celtics uh, player, played with, played with LeBron in Miami. And he last week said, I would just trade Anthony Davis, who always gets hurt. And I would keep LeBron. Would you, I mean, again, this is very hypothetical. I cannot imagine the Lakers trading LeBron. But the Anthony Davis thing, do you think there's any potential reality to that? Because remember, they gave up a billion picks. And if you trade AD and 37-year-old LeBron gets hurt, and all of a sudden you're like the sixth worst team in the league, you're just handing somebody a really, really good draft pick. Look, uh, you mentioned the investment that they have in Davis. How do you trade him, man? How do you trade him? Yeah, um, you know, you, you're going to try to get draft picks back and capital back, but then you're not going to be good, right? Um, you're not going to get dollar for dollar in terms of star power. Now, Anthony Davis has turned into a flawed superstar, not as flawed as James Harden, who is not as flawed as Ben Simmons. Uh, and Ben Simmons isn't a superstar. But you know, you get my point. But Anthony Davis is now flawed. He's he's real flawed, actually. Um, he's a terrible three-point shooter, uh, as we found out. They had that little experiment. It worked for a minute in the bubble and all of that, and it is completely washed away. And that probably speaks to him not working hard enough in the gym on that shot. Uh, he's not in good shape. He continues to get injured. And uh, and we now we have a motor issue to talk about with Anthony Davis. Who the hell are you to now all of a sudden have a motor problem when you're on the Lakers and you're playing with LeBron and you're in the championship fast lane? There are no nights off, okay? There are no quarters off. Um, and so Davis has this turn it on, turn it off, this really wishy-washy way about him, and it's driving me crazy. And so he is super flawed. If I'm a team out there, I'm not I'm not trading like everything I got to get Anthony Davis. And then he's in my program and he misses half the year with a damn injury. And then when he's on the court, uh, one night he's Hercules and Wilt Chamberlain. And the next night he's, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, some average power forward. Um, so I don't know. Like, I don't see the Lakers trading him, nor do I see a lot of interest from other teams knowing that the price tag would be very, very high on him. Okay, so listen, Rick. I'll be honest. Like, I we try not to bring up LeBron every podcast because we could, and we. Uh, but like, so I was not going to do it. But you made some interesting points that I hadn't really heard other places. So I do want to ask again on this LeBron thing. You said you went through the rosters and looked. Is there a potential trading spot for LeBron? Did any teams jump out at you as even hypothetical? Like maybe they would consider it. Sell tickets when LeBron's thirty-eight. Um, did any teams pop up for you? Yeah, and to me, it's not about selling tickets. It's about it's about pushing all your chips in the middle of the table and realizing you probably got a two-year window to win it all. Um, Phoenix and Golden State uh, jumped out to me. 
Uh, the ties with Phoenix are Chris Paul, obviously James Jones, who we won championships with in Miami. Uh, they're still buddies to this day. We, know, we all know about LeBron and Chris Paul. And, um, and you think about Phoenix, uh, they have a DeAndre Ayton problem, okay? They don't want to pay him max. He wants max. Uh, they weren't able to come to terms. It was incredibly messy and ugly. Uh, Ayton's in his feelings. Um, you know, you've got a governor now who's under investigation for some really, really terrible uh, accusations and allegations. So, so I don't, and, and, you know, that's not really a part of what we're talking about here, just to give people the grand scope uh, and, and remind them that that investigation is still ongoing. But um, DeAndre Ayton, I believe, will be on another team next year uh, because I believe there's a bunch of teams out there that will pay him the max money that he deserves. I would pay him max money. If I were running the Suns, he already would be on a max really? contract. And, and people are like, a small market can't have three max contract guys. BS. Milwaukee has three max contract guys and Denver has three max contract guys. Phoenix can support three max contract guys. It's just them being cheap. Okay. Bottom line. Sarver, I don't think likes to go into the tax, right? He does not, but oh. Hey man, get over it. Okay. Yeah. You now have a team <laughs> um, that went to the finals and got your heart ripped out. And now you've got a, a finals esque team, a, a gold ball esque team. Yeah. Get over so it. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. One of the reasons I have LeBron passing Jordan is because everywhere he's gone, he's been the system, and he's won a championship. He goes to Miami. I know he brought players. Wins. Goes back to Cleveland. Wins. Goes to L.A. Wins. The guy just, everywhere he goes, he wins. I, I, can't, I, I just wonder, Rick, would he jeopardize that aspect of his legacy? Wherever I go, I'm the system. Everybody orbits around me, and we win. Would he jeopardize that at 38 or 39, where he's probably not going to be the system? Uh, I believe <clears throat> in these next two years that he still will be the system. Like I, like, like I was saying, once you get the, for one year, for sure, next year, for sure. Once you get to that age 39 season again, like kind of all bets are off and <clears throat> maybe LeBron can shock the world. Maybe he can't, but if he goes to Phoenix, so what goes back to LA is Deandre Ayton and, uh, and you know, maybe, maybe a Cam Johnson, like maybe a Jake Crowder, maybe a couple of oh, picks. So I, if I'm like, the Lakers, I, I don't do that. I need, I need way more than that. I mean, I would say I would demand more. I mean, do you think Aiton is that good? Well, first of all, I do. Uh, and second of all, again, LA might not have their choice here. Yeah, and if Aiton Le- plus Anthony Davis is, I, I, I mean, that's going a little too big, is it not? Ah, uh, I mean, I'm looking what Cleveland is doing right now with a seven. It is foot, working, uh, yeah. Mobley skyscraper Allen, yeah. front line there, and it it feels like the pendulum is swinging hmm. back towards, um, you know, because because there was that period there where you couldn't play with two bigs. Yeah. It's got to be one in and four out. Otherwise, you suck and you have no chance. You're a miserable yeah. team, and you need to be sent to the G League on the next thing smoking. Right. Well, Cleveland, and God bless JB Bickerstaff, who's my front runner for Coach of the Year. Um, you know, he, he, he's basically making what he has work and, uh, you got marketing, you got one healthy, you got Mobley and you've got Jared Allen. Um, and, and so I think teams are looking at it. Like if you have the right guys in those places, it can work with two bigs. And I'm, I've always been a fan. I've never lost sight of the value of rebounding. I know a lot of front office guys have, uh, Deandre, uh, pardon me, Andre Drummond should not be on a minimum contract. That is an absolute travesty of a joke. Um, he's one of the greatest rebounders the league has ever seen, and and he's on a minimum contract. That's BS. He should be a starting center in this league, and now he is with the Brooklyn Nets, and it's one of the reasons why I believe the Nets really got the better of the Sixers in that trade. Um, but going back to LeBron, um, I, I look, that's what's the hard part about possibly trading LeBron is the packages coming back in return because if he asks out, now the, now the Lakers don't have leverage and they can't grind teams for all this extra stuff. They just right. need, will, will need to move LeBron at that point hmm. and get the best that they can get, 60 on the dollar, 70 on the dollar, whatever it is. Um, and if you're the Lakers, like DeAndre Ayton is a young future all-star, future perennial all-star in my opinion. Um, you would get other pieces with it. Um, now you're not getting like an MVP candidate type of guy like LeBron, but you are getting a really good build around player and other pieces. So like I'm listening to that, like golden state, 
it would be like Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Kaminga, and a pick. And I know it's like, oh my God, I can't believe this is LeBron. I would never do that. Well, wait, wait, hold from- on. Let's see. Wiggins, Kaminga. Can you toss in Wiseman? I could. Or is that too much? I, I, no, I probably could if I'm Golden State. I probably could. That's a great I, I just question. wonder how Le- yeah, LeBron and Draymond, that's a lot of NBA IQ right there. Holy cow, that's a dangerous. So you would have you would have Draymond, Steph, Clay, and LeBron for again a one to two. And if LeBron goes Brady on this and just shocks us, and he remains MVP good until he's thirty nine, until he's forty, which is hard to believe, but it's possible. Well, then now you got a bigger window to proliferate the dynasty down in Golden State. And I would not be looking jaundicely at the uh, dynasty. Oh, they got LeBron, and so that totally nullifies the dynasty, and it puts it in the toilet with the turd and the toilet paper, right? Because because you think about it, first of all, I don't do that. I don't play that game. Um, And second of all, you know, the the diminished championship game, and, you know, that that wasn't Kobe's ring. That was Shaq's ring. I think that's a BS narrative, man. But but if Golden State, like, won four and five and maybe six, and LeBron was a part of that, my God, can you imagine the history? And uh, and LeBron and Steph, they, they got a lot of love for one another. Um, I'm just saying, man, like, I, do I think it'll happen? I don't know. But we're, we're having a theoretical conversation here. If LeBron yeah. asked out, uh, the Lakers then would be looking for, okay, I got to recoup some picks and I got to get younger and, uh, and and I'm not going to get like an MVP fast lane guy. Um, I just got to get somebody in here that, that I feel good about for the future. And the and so Golden State checks those boxes, right? So, okay, um, and, this is and maybe fascinating. It's, maybe it's not Kaminga and Wiseman and Wiggins. Maybe it's Wiggins and Wiseman and a couple of picks. But Golden State has a treasure chest of young studs um, that a lot of teams in the league would be looking for, including the Lakers. Um, I, this is fascinating. I know people are minds are probably blowing when they hear Andrew Wiggins in the deal. He's a great number three in Golden State. But with the Lakers, he'd have to be a two. Probably wouldn't work. I, I personally would take Jordan Poole over Wiggins, but I, I'm a little crazy. So it's interesting now. I'm looking at, and I'm thinking, I'm like, Suns and Warriors, those are good teams. And then you mentioned the ring, Rick. LeBron loves to have the rabbit ears. He hears what people are saying. He doesn't necessarily respond or he does it codedly on Instagram or what have you. But would that technically be ring chasing if LeBron went to the Suns or Warriors at 38 years old, two of the best Three or four teams in the league? No. Here's why. Mm, okay. Um, ring cha- Kevin Durant was not ring chasing in Golden State. I would agree. Agree. Okay. He and first of all, if we want to play that semantic game, he was ring leading. He was not yes, ring. He was chasing. the MVP of the finals. I think. Yeah. No. But the, I think ring chase people would use that because chasing at like late your career. Right. Like, who? Who's the guy? Uh, it's not Joe Johnson, but somebody would keep keep. Be- was it Tracy McGrady bounced around when he was in his Yes, you remember he was 30s? with San Antonio. Uh, he was with San Antonio. I, I, he was on that San Antonio team that got beat by Miami on the Ray Allen shot. And, yeah. and covering the finals that year, it was That's like, right. wow, is T-Mac going to get his ring? Is T-Mac going to get it? Nope, T-Mac isn't going to get his yeah, ring because Ray wanted another one. Right. Um, so, uh, so ring chasing to me is, and I'm not mad at, at, at any of these guys, okay? Ring chasing to me is Carl Malone at the end with the Lakers. That's mm. ring chasing. Ring chase Aldridge, maybe with the Nets now. Um, yes, yes. Okay, that that's ring chasing to me. Uh, Gary Payton with the uh, Miami Heat. Well, when he helped them win that championship, he with did. Shaq yes, away. that's a great point. That that's ring chasing. Uh, Gary Payton with the Lakers in two thousand four. That's ring mm. chasing. Uh, Mitch Richmond at the end of his career with the Lakers when he got his ring. That's I ring chasing. God, Mitch Richmond, right? Because he barely Lakers. played. Wow. I mean, he literally barely played. That's ring great chasing. Great pull. Yeah. Um. That. Uh, 
Kevin going to Golden State, LeBron going to either Phoenix or Golden State or wherever, if that happens, is not ring chasing to me because they're still absolute badass players and probably like the guys who would win the finals MVP. So that's my breakdown on that. Huh. All right. So, yeah, let's quickly go back to Dame. Probably a little more likely than LeBron to be moving teams. I just wonder, is his status in the league damaged a little bit because of how ugly it's been with Portland over the last, I don't know, six months. Um, obviously the injuries haven't helped and he's getting up there in age, but I, I personally, you know, I, I think Damian Lillard is one, still one of the you know 15 best players in the NBA. And it, I mean, he's had to carry Portland. If he goes somewhere and he can be your number two, I think you automatically are one of the best teams in the league, right? Well, you hit it on the head. Um, Dame, to me, is not a Batman. He's a Robin. And he's a he's a Pau Gasol Robin. He's a uh, uh, Scottie Pippen Robin. He's a Kyrie Irving Robin. I think he's that good. Um, if you get him on that stage and he's got a Durant next to him or a LeBron next to him or a Giannis next to him or like a true number one championship Batman, um, that's the scenario that he needs. Now, I don't believe that he's going to ask out this offseason. Hmm. Um, if he if he does, I will be shocked because everything that he has said, even after trading C.J. McCollum and Norman Powell and Robert Covington, he has had quotes um, saying that I'm still locked in with Portland. I'm going nowhere. I believe in the team. I believe in the GM. And and I see you shaking your head. Yeah, it could just be lip service. It could. <laughs> but, but, but it is consistent with everything that he has said about his loyalty and commitment to Portland. And so, so that's why I think it matters. Like if it was just – if he was wishy-washy and then said that, then I'd be like, I'm not buying it. But he has never been wishy-washy. He's always been locked in with Portland. And, and so he's maintained that. And so I do think that there's validity and weight to that. Does that mean he won't ask out? No, that's just how I read the tea leaves right now. Um, and, and here's another possibility. And the, the problem is, though, is that Portland doesn't have the assets to send the Lakers for LeBron James. Um, they, they don't. They just don't. Um, unless the Lakers wanted to take a bunch of future draft picks and like Anthony like, Simons, you're not feeling him, Rick. I mean, no, listen, Anthony Simons I, can go. I, I, I awesome. am. He, you're right. He can go. He he is. I mean, it's a shame that he hasn't been able to play all these years, right? Being stuck. Behind I, well, that's yeah. Today. That's the other thing, right? I got to check his age real quick. I mean, it's I, what not is he, like, like 25. It, it's uh, he may even be younger than that. It, it's not. It's not even like Anthony Simons. Um, it's not like he had a ramp up to being great. He went from not playing to great. Yeah. Like 22. How many times have we seen that? Holy cow, he's only 22 years old. 22 years old. He was a uh turns not 23 a in June. school guy, but a, a one that's and done right. guy. Yep. Oh, that's yep. a great call. Yeah. Remember yeah, Neil Olshay? Neil, Neil Olshay called him the greatest prospect he's ever seen. Ever? Uh, the, yeah, ever. Well, no, wow. no, maybe no, no, it might have been. Hold on. It might have been the greatest prospect I've drafted. Uh, okay. It might have been that. Uh, but yeah, it, I mean, but shooting had, 40% from three, I guarantee you he would get, you know, if LeBron were gone, Anthony Simons, Anthony Davis, Simons would put up 20 easily and be a huge fan favorite in L.A. because he, he can get up as well, and he's a big dunker. Guy's well, you're kind of selling me on this. Like, I, I was looking around and looking at Portland. <laughs> Do they have the assets to get LeBron, like, if he asks out? And Because the, the reason I think that is, like, LeBron is the one in Portland, but Dame is the two. Like, they could really do some damage, I believe, if healthy. Um, and they would have to have some studs and some really good others around them, um, and they're a long way away from that. But, you know, just saying, I, I, I know um, I know that Dame needs a Batman, and he probably wouldn't admit that, but, you know, us as NBA analysts, I mean, let's be honest, man. Do you see Damian Lillard ever putting a team on his back and leading them to an NBA well, championship okay. as the number one? I do not. So I would only say in the playoffs, I think he has three career 
uh, walk-off series-winning shot. So That's he correct. is super clutch. But again, yeah, like you said, defensively, he's not great. Um, can us, you know, he's he's Curry light. Would you say is that is that fair? I mean, he can hit the thirty foot sure. bombs for sure. Um, I just I don't know. Like Curry to me makes everyone around him better by creating the space, and I don't know if Dame adds that level to his game. He's an awesome player. I, you know, I, I got in a big argument on the Dan Patrick Show this week with Doug Gottlieb because he said, "Who would you take, uh, John Stockton or Damian Lillard?" And I was like. I'd probably take Damian Lillard right now. Um, I know John Stockton defensively, the assists, but John Stockton was never the best guy on the Utah Jazz. He played with Carl Malone. Damian Lillard has played with a a Robin, and we would agree Dame is barely a Batman, right? And I know that's going to sound crazy and people are going to get upset. John Stockton or Damian Lillard, but Damian Lillard right now in this NBA fits great. He has more MVP votes uh, than John Stockton had in his entire career, Rick. And I know I'm going off on a tangent. I'm a, I'm a John. I mean, I'm a, I'm an appreciator. I'm not like a fanboy. Uh, if you want to talk fanboy, that's Magic Johnson and Kevin Garnett. Th- those are the guys that I'm a fanboy for. Um, <clears throat> look, Stockton's an all-time great. He yes. is. No, he's number six or seven. I don't have it in front of me on my all-time point guard list. Um, but I'll take Dame. I will take Dame in that argument. Um, Dame is one of the coldest shooters in mm-hmm. the history of this league. He's up there with Bird, Dirk. Reggie, Steph, he's in that category, first-tier all-time shooters. And just shooters, and then when you bring Clutch into the equation, uh, he's he's still right there and maybe even adds another carrot, uh, you know, to his wagon. Um, I love him. Um, Damian Lillard right now, if if uh, me and Antonio Daniels had this debate on our show, Give and Go, on, uh, on NBA radio some, some time back, um, who do you want taking the 3-2-1 eh, shot? And, uh, and for me, it's Damian Lillard. I'll mm-hmm. take him over Steph. I'll take him over Durant. I'll take him over LeBron, who is an underratedly, and I, it's hard to believe he's underrated in anything, but people sleep on all the game winners and all the buzzer beaters oh, and all yeah. the big-time shots LeBron has hit. They act like he's never made a clutch shot. No, oh, my God, can you believe how clutch LeBron was last night? Yeah, I can. He's been this clutch for a freaking generation, man. Where have you been? Uh, yeah. But but I don't know. What's your answer to that? I would say Dame is my 3-2-1 A guy. Yeah, he's up there for sure. It's interesting. Dame is kind of a parallel to Paul George, not the same position, but really close to a guy who can lead you places because they both were the number one guy on a team that went to the conference finals, right? Paul George in Indiana. But for whatever reason, making that leap to the finals and winning a championship, I, 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 I don't think either of them qualifies as a Batman, right? They do not. And Dame qualifies more as a Batman than Paul George to me. Um, Paul George is a, is a quality Robin. Um, man, if they can ever get that thing healthy in in, in Clipperland, um, we will see, right? Because if Kawhi is healthy, yeah. if Paul George is healthy, they have a legitimate chance of winning the gold ball because Paul George has had uh, choke artist issues in the yes, past. Yes, that's um, the big he difference. Really, he really has. <laughs> but but when you've got a Batman and you don't have to – but he choked under the bright lights of being the number one, okay? Mm. He hasn't choked as a Robin on a championship ascent yet. We don't know that. Um, and so, and so we'll see. I mean, yeah, I guess you could say they well, kind of collectively in the bubble. Bubble, um, but, but that, that I was, can't, yeah. I can't put that all on Paul George. Okay, Doc Rivers was culpable. Doc Rivers, yes. Kawhi was culpable. Paul George was culpable. Marcus Morris was culpable. They all were. Okay, it's not like Paul George had that. He shot eighteen percent for this series. My God, it's all his fault. Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't no. that. 
So this is the beauty, folks, of podcasting. You know, we were ready to wrap up 20 minutes ago. Rick opens a door to LeBron and then uh, Damian Lillard and then uh, Paul George. Like, this is, that's, I, I think that was fun, Rick. Uh, but I, we've taken up enough of your time. Uh, Rick Kamla, you can find his his podcast with Antonio Daniels. Um, you know, Rick, great stuff. I, I love the takes. You know, that, this is where we are. You know, you got to come strong with it. And uh, I, I love your stuff, Rick. Thanks a lot for the time. And, uh, you know, enjoy the rest of the season and obviously the playoffs. Yeah, I, I really appreciate it. I had a blast. Uh, call back anytime. I'd love to come on and we can uh, continue these discussions, maybe around the playoffs or something like that. Yes. Excellent, Rick. Thanks a lot, man. All right. Thank you. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits... LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.